Hello, everybody. Hello, Stacy. How are you? I, if I was any better, I probably would run for like emperor somewhere. That's emperor. how good emperor. Do they still have wow. that? Is that still a job position? Wow. That is an upgrade from mayor. So how did how did that happen? I tried. Well, <laughs> I I went from mayor, and then there was several bench warrants, and I had to take off. So it's that's a whole thing. We really shouldn't even talk about that. It's all it's an ugly thing. But I didn't know that emperor still existed. Hey, do you know what this is? This is episode. 83 my god 83 this is every time i see those numbers just keep inching closer and closer to 100 i mean 100 what are we gonna do when we get to 100 well i gotta tell you we have a bunch of ideas people are sending in all the time I saying like oh you know for 100 you should do this you should do that you should do this and i'm like i know we would have a four-hour episode if we did all those ideas but we should we should do like a live remote from like the rocky steps or something that's where we should do it we should Whoa. we should somehow do one we'll have that's to try to plan out to see what time of year 100 right? is going to be it'll probably be mm -hmm. somewhere in the fall right? which which would be great so you could just fly up for the day fly back no problem yeah, yeah, no problem. You got, you got no responsibilities. <laughs> hey, listen, before we kick off um, uh, your wonderful idea of uh, uh, Stallone facts for the year entitled episode, what's been happening with you? What's going on? Not too much. You know, uh, dad graduated from physical therapy, so he's nice. strong enough to uh, be considered independent again. So he's he's doing good. He's, uh, yeah, not much new there. We got to get his hearing aid fixed, but I, I don't have much news other than senior citizen care. So <laughs> <laughs> how about you? <laughs> well, I was tasked. I was taken to the woodshed today by my mother. Oh. Believe it or not. Yeah, I'm not going to get too much into the story, but my mother just showed me just how bad my memory is. I mean, I, I they heard my father are out at lunch somewhere today, and apparently it's a place we used to go when we were kids. My, my oh, brother okay. and I, she used to take us there uh, on Sundays, apparently. I don't ever remember once being there other than in my early 20s when we all went for dinner one time. Um, it's a place called McDonald's up there in Carbondale. Great place. But... Uh, you know, there's that old uh, from the Ten Commandments. Um, so shall it be said. So shall it be written. And Ramses waves his hand and right. everyone just listens. And that's that. And I just told him, I said, you know, what, mom, you, you probably do recall. I said, I just don't. I said, uh, that's just it's it's dementia. And she said, well, what we're going to do, she goes every week. She goes, I'm just going to throw a little test your way because, you know, we can't have you, you know driving off a cliff somewhere because you forgot to turn left instead of right. I said, you know, right. well, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. So that was my day being, being memory checked by my mother. So. Hmm. I think you yeah. need more sleep. <laughs> I, I lied was, I failed. I failed this test. I mean, it was horrible. I could not remember any of it. So either Aww. that or she's nuts. So I don't know either one. <laughs> You've got a great Stallone fact. What do you got? I do. So 1983 was a movie called Staying Alive, directed by our very own Sylvester Stallone, which I loved. Very you good. Know, you know, a lot of people <laughs> don't. They, they, it was an odd choice for Sly to mm -hmm. do uh, be the director on this. And there were a lot of challenges for him along mm -hmm. the way. I mean, the Bee Gees walk away. They say, oh, they don't want they don't want to do the music for it. There was a whole internal fight. And that's how Frank Stallone got to uh, have his uh, big hit. Um, mm -hmm. Was it Far From Over? 
Yeah, Far From Over, I think that was it, which is a great tune. Uh, I mean, I can still hear it playing in my mind right now. But yeah. there's this great shot of Sly and Travolta working together that I thought was kind of interesting. Um, it, it really shows a little bit of a touch behind the scenes um, of, uh, you know, the, the energy that Travolta wanted from Sly for Rocky Three. There you go. So here you go. There's this really kind of shows, you know, Sly in action with that little the little glass thing. And by the way, he carried that around on uh, Balboa. He used it to size up a lot of the uh, uh, angles and so on that he was working on. But you you can see Travolta there. He's chiseled to the bone, courtesy mm -hmm. of Sylvester Stallone. Mm -hmm. I mean, he put him through his paces and Travolta never, ever looked as good as he did in that movie. Yeah, I mean, it was it was absolutely brilliant. But That's here's true. I want to read a little short something that Sly said about it. He said, if, if I could do staying alive over, I would make it grittier, more handheld, John's clothes baggier, and I would ban all pastel tank tops. I always <laughs> thought that was kind of funny. Um, That's cute. It was a very glitzy uh, yeah. movie. And of course, uh, roughly halfway through the movie, give or take, we get a little Alfred Hitchcock cameo from Sly as Tony Manero is walking down the sidewalk. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's kind of like a montage of things going yes. on. He, and he bumps and slides got him. that big fur coat on yes. and the big aviators. Yeah. So I, I always thought that was kind of a classic scene. Was it a good movie? Was it a bad movie? I don't know. I I hadn't I haven't seen the movie in some time. Um I I'll tell you what I liked. I liked when Travolta went across the river and he was living in New York and he's waiting by the phone for you know uh, auditions and so on. Yep. And I believe Sly said that was very uh, appropriate to what he had gone through back in the day as well. Mm -hmm. So I kind of, I kind of like that. Um, I, I, I did like, I like the dance, Satan's Alley's dance at the, at the end of it. I thought that was very, very cool. But mm -hmm. again, I don't know, it didn't do quite as well. I don't know. I, sometimes people just don't want to see their heroes step out into other roles, right? And mm -hmm. and we know this. Sly's comedies, I love his comedies. Nothing, I, I enjoy Rhinestone so much <laughs> i love rhinestone and i love oscar too i really yeah. really do um i know a lot of fans are like uh, okay mike you don't gotta you know say these you know gotta kiss up the slice no it's not that it's yeah i watch, you, I watch it a lot you genuinely like them it's funny i there's a question i actually have a staying alive question for sly because for me the scene where where travolta is sitting at the dining room table with his mom yeah. All of a sudden, that's where the writing ramped itself up to me. Like, all of a sudden, I was like, that's where I got hooked into the movie. Because before that, ah. I wasn't really feeling it. And I'm like, was there more than one writer? Because to me, that was the big shift. It was like yeah. somebody came in and gave it heart. Because that scene right there is where I was like, okay, I'm in. I like. I really like Nice. So, oh, yeah. that is interesting. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to have to go back and watch Staying Alive. I'm going to see if it's on um, uh, streaming somewhere. I, yeah. I'd like to I'd like to check it out. It, it's been it's been a little while and I got to go back and watch the Saturday Night uh, Fever. I haven't seen that one in, in forever either. A very long time. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's See. where Travolta made his bones, really. I mean, it was just I don't know. Good stuff. Yeah. Very good stuff. All right. So what we else have we a few we have a few fan shout outs for our two favorite guys over at round 14. Let me tell you, these two guys are knocking it out of the park. I was so impressed by this. Rick. Babcock, who's also our t-shirt guy, who's yes. also the guy that's making the motorcycles <laughs> for Rocky 3 and Rocky 5. Just amazing. Look what he did. 
Look at this, amazing? Mickey's gym. I was like, what? He did Absolutely a very good job on it. Beautiful. So I just wanted to show this off. He it is on his post, uh, Rocco Bob 33. He's at on Instagram. This is so much work, so many hours, so much detail. And he did it as beautifully as he does his motorcycles. Just yeah, he, he was he he was very inspired by Josh Blackhouse, who did the original. Yep. And mm -hmm. and Josh even wrote him back and said he was so thrilled to, that he could inspire him to do that. And yeah. and really, you know, for being an amateur at this, as as Rick is, he, he said he took him, I don't know, four months to, to put it all yep. together. He yep. really, really did quite an amazing job with it. And I, I was very impressed. I really yep. was. And uh, he, he should be very proud of himself. Yeah, very proud for of sure. Him. And then Tony C takes a chance, gets a, a boxing glove. Mails it to Sly and doesn't Sly send it back to him? To Tony, keep moving forward, Sylvester Stallone. And then there you see Rocky in quotes. And then there's another angle. I was like, oh my God, how wonderful is that? And this is another example of how generous Sly is to fans. Like he didn't have to do that. He didn't have to right. take the time to do that. And my other, I just want to give kudos to Tony C because it was a very classy move. I said to Tony, Tony was there for the whole, you know, debacle that happened with experience with yeah. and, and he out in LA, right. Out in right. LA when he wasn't able to meet him. And I said, you know, when you wrote slide, did you happen to mention that? He's like, no, I didn't. I just told him what Rocky meant to me and how he meant to me and all my life and, and how it guided me all my life. And, and he did not mention it because he knows that Sly was set up that night, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and he, he didn't use it. I thought it was classy because he didn't use it to like kind of sway right, Sly right. and sign this glove. And it's just so cool to me that he would have gotten that glove anyway. He would have exactly. signed that anyway. And that just speaks a lot to Sly's character. So I just wanted to say to these two guys, great job. They are an awesome addition to our Rocky bubble. And they have round 14 every Wednesday night at 7. And what I do like about their podcast is they tend to stick to many underdog stories. They cover nice. all types of movies and almost always they're that underdog story that is similar to Rocky. So sure. you get that feel good thing out of the conversation. So, well, yeah. I think anytime people take their passion and they can apply it to a way where they can pay it forward, pass it yeah. on, put it out there in, in a meaningful way where other people yeah. will say, Oh, wow. Okay. This guy is really inspired by this. This girl's really inspired. And so they do something with it. Yeah. Uh, it, it they, they put that positive energy that they, they were given from Rocky, what they take from that character and they put it back out into the universe in some way. And I think it's good karma and it's a good way to just continue building uh, for the brand of Rocky. Right. I think it's very good for the brand. Uh, exactly. They're just keeping it alive. It's this whole vortex it's yes. like it's like Four Saturn's times. ring. The rings around <laughs> Saturn, right? Like Rocky is Saturn, and all of us are in the rings. We're yeah. comprising those beautiful rings that you see at a distance. So you know, it's um, I get it. I, get I it. love that analogy. That is very creative, Mr. Michael. I like that. Well, you can, um, you, can you can attribute that to my mother because she got my brain jumping this morning, right? So uh, <laughs> thanks, mom. You see. Mom's not crazy. You just forgot. That's all there is to that. No, I think mom's a little crazy. I gotta tell you. <laughs> Maybe she's, a little bit of both. She's, she's that good crazy. She's good she's guy. she's that good crazy that the family needs. Anyways, what else we got? 
anyway, all right. So you may not have the best memory, but you do notice things. I mean, I've watched mm. these movies a million times too. And you're like, hey, have you ever noticed this? And you put this question out to Sly. Go ahead. Tell us about this. All right. So here's this picture of a scene from Rocky 2. All right. So there you go. You got Rocky giving butkus a bath and he goes uh canine is the one to hear my problems and so over rocky's shoulder is a holiday inn towel right now those holiday inn towels are printed that way and they're you, you're not supposed to take them from the holiday inn all right <laughs> that's the rules not so <laughs> so this is a question that i had for 30 years uh on my list of questions to ask sly should i ever get the opportunity uh, but it was not at the forefront of my my thought process. Um, but I it was uh, on someone else's. And we got into a conversation. And they said, you know, what do you think about that? And I gave them my thoughts. And the more I kept thinking about it, I said, huh, you know, Sly is pretty cool when I reach out to him to ask him questions on these types of things. And it is a question I had. So mm -hmm. I thought, okay. I, I feel comfortable asking Sly. And and here is the question I, I asked them. Uh, okay. Thoughts on why Rocky had a holiday in towel hanging in his bathroom during two. He buys it at a thrift store when he was poor. Did he just take one from a holiday in? Silly question, I know. But it's all about the minutia for me, which it, <laughs> it is. So even though I probably have. 150 conversations with the guy since I've known him. I never expect ever to get an answer back. Just, just, I just don't expect it. Right. And he wrote me yesterday, uh, mid morning and he wrote this in my mind. He worked there part-time between fights and collecting to try to pick up a few bucks. Didn't enjoy it very well and stole a few towels since his were pretty dry rotted. <laughs> so, Rocky worked at the Holiday Inn. Like, I... Who knew? <laughs> never in a million years would I have ever imagined that concept. Like, yes. it wasn't just boxing and collecting for Gaza. It wasn't mm -hmm. just that. Mm -hmm. There were other things. Rocky did try to assimilate himself into getting a job and so on. And, uh, you know, the only time we ever saw him is when he was in with the blue leisure suit yeah. going from job interview to job interview. And then, of course, ending up at the meat uh, packing plant. Uh, yeah. So uh, that had me on a high for 24 hours. I'm still on a high now. <laughs> You're so funny. It's all the sub. It's all the subplots that you wonder. Like, what have all we missed out? What are all the subplot storylines that aren't there? Got cut out. That's why I would like to. I'm putting this out to Sly right now. I just want to. I'm gonna uh, suggest to Sly that I go and stay with him for probably about six months. Sure. And yeah. And uh, no problem. And <laughs> in that six months, we're gonna sit for eight hours a day. And yes. we're going to talk about Rocky at a big round table mm -hmm. and we're going to come up with a book together. We're going to write a book about the in-betweens and uh, uh, the in-betweens with Rocky, Sly and Mike and every little <laughs> subplot that I can imagine that I could think of. We're going right. to expand on like mm -hmm. whatever happened to Gazzo. Right. right. Okay. Well, there's the real life answer that I won't get into. And then there is the movie answer. And the movie answer is if you've read, I believe it's Rocky Four, the novelization of Rocky Four. Mm -hmm. If mm -hmm. you read that, you will realize Gazzo was shot in the head and okay. 
buddy was shot twice in the head because oh. he was such a jerk. Okay. But we don't know that. And that probably would have been worked in the Rocky Balboa, maybe during the no easy way out scene or mm -hmm. Rocky Four, rather in the right. no easy way out scene uh, with the Lamborghini. We would have seen as Rocky's driving through the streets of Philadelphia, he would have driven past one location and then we would see a highlighted reel, a newsreel, Gazzo laying in the car with Buddy being shot in the same location yes. that he would drive by in the Lamborghini. Gotcha. And then, oh, that's what happened to Gazzo. Because right. in the book Rocky Three, the novelization, Gazzo shows up. In, he's in the locker room with Thunderlips and, mm -hmm. and Rocky right before the Thunderlips fight. So there's a lot of little subplots. So um, I probably won't be around because as soon as Sly sees this, he's going to invite me down for six months. Right. No problem, right? Right. He's going to cancel his entire schedule to prioritize this. Clearly. Or he's going to block me and I'll never be able to talk to him again. Up, <laughs> oh, Kunda's gone over the edge. He's nuts. <laughs> Jennifer, we got to move. We got to right. go. Officially jumped the shark, as they say. <laughs> exactly. Everybody else was right. He was nuts. That's right. It. We got to go. <laughs> No, Sly, I'm just teasing. I'm just, I'm just for goofy yeah. effect, self-deprecation. Yeah. Anyways, that's our little thing on, on Rocky 2. Hey, do we have a guest this week? We do. We just got a knock on the door. Talk about a great, great nice. uh, timing there, Mike. So we just yeah. got someone clicking. So this gentleman, I'm a foodie, as everybody knows. I love food and pizza is one of my favorite things in the wide world. And uh, if I ever get to New York, I'm going to go visit this gentleman. His name is Domenico Tolomeo, and he joins us here with lots of great stories. Dom, welcome. How are Hello. you? Good. How are you? Nice to see you. Thank you so much. And thank you for filling out um, the guest form. You, I, I, your answers are just are lovely. And I appreciate more than a two word answer to each question. <laughs> Some history is very nice. So how are you good good thank you guys for having me on here really excited Absolutely. now i gotta tell you right over your shoulder uh, i believe it would be your right shoulder you got rocky winning the championship yeah where did you get that from i love that painting that's probably my favorite rocky artist john rivoli um, right. i think he released that a few months ago and uh i messaged him and i was like i i had to have it but you know, besides Rocky II being my favorite one, this one little detail he put in there, and it was on the top corner. It's uh, if you look into the smoke, you see Adrian's face in it, and I just Amazing. fell in love with it. I had to had to have it. I know it's absolutely fantastic, and you got the Rat Pack over your other shoulder. Yeah, you know, well, I got it. I mean, if you don't live in an Italian house, if you don't have Frank Sinatra hanging up somewhere, right. <laughs> they got to be the angels on your shoulder somewhere. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, listen, first of all, thanks so much for uh, joining us on the podcast. It's really great. Uh, Stacy was telling me about your story and, and your journey, and, and I can't wait to get into it a little bit more. But before we start, what is it about the character of Rocky that you love so much? Um, honestly, I, I kind of how I was introduced to it. Uh, my uh, my father was born in Italy, came here uh, when he was 20 years old in 1980, and Still to this day, doesn't know much about pop culture. If you would ask my dad who the Beatles are, I have no clue. But <laughs> the only thing he knew and loved was Rocky when he came here. He watched, saw the movie on TV. And so my earliest memory, which I actually just found out recently, I was about four years old. My mother said my father took us to the theaters to go see Rocky Five. Wow. But uh, probably wasn't until I was about seven years old. I remember one Christmas just sitting on the couch with my father and. He's watching a movie and I went and sat next to him and 
he said to me, oh, that's, uh, you know, that's Rocky. He's Italian. And he said, what? Just, he goes, you know, stay here. Just watch this movie. You know, while everyone else was kind of playing with their toys and doing their own things. I just sat on the couch. I remember watching Rocky II with my father and just being blown away by the, you know, the movie, the action. But, you know, for me, the big thing I took away from it was, you know, here is finally a movie showing Italians in a different light. You know, mm-hmm. we were... You know, up till then, you you know, you'd see Goodfellas and my cousin Vinny, and then you know, growing up as an Italian kid with immigrant parents, you kind of always saw the same thing. Now you're seeing a totally different side of our heritage, yeah. and uh, to me, that always always stood out with me. And then just you know, the having that big that bond with my father, you know, watching those movies. So nice. The character to me, it, it says a lot of things. It says that you know, one us Italian Americans, we're more than what we're portrayed. You know, mm. we can achieve great things and, you know, not just the character, but also Stallone, you know, and yeah, the yeah. person uh, and, you know, just that idea of that we're able to overcome a lot and, and achieve all these incredible things. If all you need is will and determination and, and you don't need to be the smartest person uh, in the room, I think that's what really hit me the hardest right because growing up in school you know they would always tell my mom like he's probably not going to amount to much and I remember one teacher saying to my mom she's like we we, he might end up in jail one day she's like he's goofing off he doesn't pay attention he's failing and and you know uh my mother you know would always try to get me tutors you know but then you know we didn't know what you know I guess ADHD or whatever they call it was yeah but school didn't work for me and then as I got older I realized I didn't have to be the smartest person all I had to do was just work really hard and want something you know yeah really hard and uh you know those movies kind of were always that background noise that kept me going and you know luckily thank god all these incredible things have happened with work and then you know and pizza and being able to be on tv and doing all these cool things so uh it's that the character resonates with me on a, a lot of different levels. Stacy, what do you think about that? That's impressive. I I love what you said about how it puts, you know, the Italian culture in a completely different light because you're right. We there's so many stereotypes about many different groups and so that oh, I just loved that. That was that that's perfect about, you know, Rocky 2 and how that spoke to you. Um I wanted to find out about how you moved from job to job to job, you mentioned that in in uh, what you wrote down, and then you finally found the restaurant business. Tell us about that journey and and how you came about. Yeah, so my uh, my father um, owns a bakery, a bread bakery here in New York, and you know I always assumed growing up that's what I was going to end up doing. And when I was eighteen, my my father probably hit me with the most important lesson of my life. I remember you know, graduating college. And when I was, you know, before that, he always, we always had to work in the summer. You know, mm-hmm. it was, uh, I always worked in Italian delis and butcher shops. And the reason why I worked in a butcher shop was because Rocky too. I love nice. those scenes. <laughs> so love it. I was like, uh, let me try doing this. I want to learn how to work, you know, in a meat marking plant, but they wouldn't let me. So butcher shop was the next best thing. But uh, when I was 18, I said, all right, dad, you know, I'm not going to college. So, you know, when can I start? And uh, my father said to me, you know, if you if I let you come here and work, you're always just going to be my son. You'll never have your own name. He goes, mm-hmm. it's really important for you to go out and make your own name. He goes, so you can't work here. He goes, it's time for you to just be Domenico and not Giacomo's son. And mm-hmm. um, so I started, you know, I tried a couple different things and, you know, 
nothing really resonated with me. And then I decided to get back into doing deli work and butcher work. And from there, I did that for a few years. And then um, it was about four years ago. I was 32. And uh, my mother, she's from Naples. And that's where pizza was invented. And I always had this desire to learn how to make real Neapolitan pizza. And uh, I uh, quit a job uh, that I was at for a while. Um, I could have retired there. I was making great money. I had a 401k insurance, all that stuff that you want. Mm-hmm. And I took a chance. I quit. I uh, took a two week course on how to make real Neapolitan pizza in uh, New York City. And then uh, I got offered a job and I got offered a job there at minimum wage at 32. And I said, my first week there, I was like, oh, what did I do? I think I made a big mistake here. And I thought about calling back the old place and going back there. But instead, uh, I kind of just put it in my head. I was like, you know what? Let me take it as a challenge. Let me see if I can grow in, in this industry, kind of like I did in the butcher one and see where that takes me. And it turned into this thing that I couldn't have dreamt up if I wanted to. I ended up winning an award uh, yes. as a rising star pizza maker. I was invited to Naples to make pizza. Um, I was been on uh, NBC News, the New York Times, all these things. And it's, you know, for the kid from Long Island who wasn't supposed to amount to much, uh, to be able to say that I've achieved, you know, these things and, and so young and it's still, it grows every day. Um, that That's, uh, you know, for me, I guess that's my underdog story, you know, in, in life. That's wow. amazing. That seriously, that that really is amazing. You know, I always hear this. Um, I'm not any going anywhere in particular with this, but I, I always hear people how they talk about their hometown is the best pizza. Like in 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 Philly, they always talk about the cheesesteaks. Like, oh, don't go to Gino's, don't go to Pat's. That's a tourist trap. And then yeah. you get other people say, no, it's, it's all it's all edible. It's all good. What makes a really good pizza in your eyes? What what and this is different for everyone. This is a broad yeah. stroke. I, mm-hmm. I acknowledge that. What makes mm-hmm. a good pizza in your eyes? In my eyes, um, the quality of the ingredients um, and the time that you take into making a pizza. Because the the most you know important part of pizza is the dough and how mm-hmm. you are able to make the dough and let it ferment and sit and you know, let it sit two days and, and really develop all these complex flavors. That's that's what is the key to making really good pizzas. And the that's dough. how I know. Oh, yeah. I never would have thought dough in a thousand years. I thought yeah. it would have been the sauce. You know, what I when I so I actually um, I work for an Italian flour company. I travel the country uh, yeah. along with having my own place and I go and teach uh, people all over the country and. I um, the one thing I always explain to people is we have became so used to when we eat pizza, we just take a bite into it and it's, it is what it is. It's good. It's not good. But what I always say is really good pizza is the pizza that you can taste every ingredient that was on it. So in mm-hmm. one bite, you can taste the dough, which should taste like a nice piece of bread, the tomatoes and the cheese. And they should all stand out individually as you're eating them. So and there's a place in Philly that does it very, very well. Uh couple places that i love going there and it's starting to catch on in philly now too it really started here in new york where artisanal pizza blew up and now you're starting to see it around the country as well so i am i am such a novice when it comes to that my favorite pizza is free so i just (laughs) (laughs) 
No, I, I grew up on Maroni's Pizza uh, up in West Granton, which is the greatest. I've never I've had pizza everywhere and I've never had pizza as good as Maroni's. The, the worst pizza, the worst pizza on the planet I had was in uh, uh, Los Angeles. Horrible, oh. horrible. California pizza is <laughs> disgusting. It, it is. I don't even it's, it's grease on a paper plate with. Yeah old pepperonis it's it's disgusting so i'm, a, I'm actually going to los angeles in a couple uh in a month to to do some trainings uh, i was there a few months ago los angeles Jaded. is really starting to uh get their own like little pizza scene now using imported stuff uh it's, oh that's good yeah it's it's really turned a tremendous corner because for a long time california pizza was wolfgang puck that's all it was uh, uh, okay okay he put them on the map with all these wild ingredients and different things when he uh, opened up Spago. Um, mm -hmm. Now there's more of these artisanal pizza makers that are going there and really changing things. So it's next time you go, you'll see a huge difference. <laughs> I may have to, I may have to go back out at some point. I don't know. It's going to take an awful lot to get me on a plane, Stacey. What do you think? Yeah. I was just going to say you hate flying, but yeah, you're going to have to spend some time. It's got to be a hell of a pizza been... to get me out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you'll have to spend a lot of time teaching them how to do it right. But yes, it's all about, for me, it's all about the bread. I could, I could live and live and breathe on bread every single day. So I completely agree. I literally used to think dough is the same. There's no difference. Just dough. Just no. bread. I never, never mm -hmm. knew. I never tasted a difference. All the places I go to, I, I could never taste a difference in the bread. It all tastes the same to me. Dough tastes all the same, but it smells good. Like when it's fresh baked. Wow. Does it yeah. smell amazing. Jesus. It, it does smell you, good. Don, what I loved about your dad is it's so, it was very, the foresight that your dad had. He's like, no, you're not just going to stay here and work for me because it's, there's two things. Yes, you have to go out in the world, but it also sort of removes for you. Say you did just go work for your dad and you never did go out and do anything else. Then you're going to live the rest of your life going, oh, what if I just, you know, gotten away or did something different? He made you do that first yeah. so that if you come back, you know, that's what you really want to do. So I thought that's very smart on the part of your dad. Tell us yeah. a little bit more about him. You said he was an immigrant from Italy. I love that. Tell us about him. Yeah, he uh, he came from uh, Calabria, um, a really, really small town in Calabria called Mayerato. It's a population, I think, of 700 people and about 500 of them are related to me. So it's, <laughs> everywhere you go, everyone's related there. Uh, he was a farmer. He grew up on a farm and uh, his brothers started coming here and uh, in the 60s and, and 70s. Mm -hmm. And then when my dad was uh, 18 and yeah, in 1980, he, uh, they gave him a choice. They said, all right, do you want to go to the States or do you want to stay here? My father's like, I'm going, I'm going to go to the States. I got to get out of here. And mm -hmm. um, wow. they, gave, they gave him a choice. He said, you, you can either go to Pittsburgh and work construction or you can go to New York and work in a bread factory. What do you want to do? And he goes, I'll go make bread with my brothers. And yep. came here and... Um, Every yeah, time. you know, like, like I said, the funniest thing uh, we always joke about with my father, especially when it comes to Rocky, is that for the longest time, my father thought Sylvester Stallone was Rocky. There was yes. there was no two different people, and this was like like some sort of biography being played out amongst all the movies. And when I, I was like, That's "That no, they're, they're two separate people." Sylvester Stallone is an actor. Rocky's a character, and he's like, you know, I thought that was his life. <laughs> <laughs> he was just acting Aww. out his life. <laughs> I don't know if I would have told him. <laughs> I, I want to believe it. 
<laughs> and to this day, if, if like if you watch TV and let's say like Cobra's on, my dad's like, oh look, Rocky's on TV. <laughs> oh. oh, I didn't know Rocky was in Vietnam and wore a headband. <laughs> What's that? Look, my God, he saved. He re, he refought Vietnam. The, the guy the, Rambo. One of the funniest stories my my mother always tells me is that when they were dating, my father again, you know, saw Rocky too and saw the Trans Am and loved it. So he told me he uh, he was working every day, saving money, so that he can buy a Trans Am. And he ended up finding a, a 1980 Trans Am in gold. Nice. And he bought it because he saw it in the movie. And she said, you know, he would always listen to Italian music. But then after Rocky Three came out and he heard Eye of the Tiger, she's like, he became obsessed with that song and went wow. out, bought the cassette. And that's all he would play inside his Trans Am every day. <laughs> I love it. That's great. That's great. Uh, Don, tell us about 2012 and when you were 26 years old, you had a scary event happen to you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I ended up in the, in the hospital. I had, um, I passed out, I collapsed and they mm -hmm. did a bunch of tests and couldn't figure out what it was. And they kind of was basically had just said they thought it was seizures and, and you know, and you're 20 something years old and hear that. And, you know, now they're telling you, you can't drive, you can't. Mm. do all these things and i you know kind of like when you get news like that it, it's it's hard uh to stay positive and probably and not get depressed and mm. during that time i'm going through all these tests just repeatedly over and over these test brain scans because you know they don't have concrete proof of seizures but they don't know what else it could be and they they want to be sure and you know when you get down like that you you have you know, two choices in life. You can either continue down, a, you know, a, a downward spiral that, you know, is, as we all know, not great, or you, you find some form of um, confidence or strength, let's say, to, to kind of just move past it as best as you can. And, you know, I was watching, um, I was really had that quote from Rocky Balboa just going over and over in my head, you know, and then just keep moving forward, mm. you know, and, and every day that's what I would tell myself, you know, after every test and everything I had to do was just keep moving forward, keep moving forward. And that became to this day, my, my mantra for life. And it, it changed everything for me. And, you know, thank God eventually they found, you know, it was, it was anxiety that was causing it. And then, I, you know, I had, mm. you're surprised because, you know, every day you hear people say anxiety and then, you know, you passing out like Tony Soprano at, at events and you don't know why. Right. Uh, but, um, you know, I, I really, during that time, we just kept watching the movies just mm -hmm. every day to try to find that sense of inspiration, just to keep going forward and pushing through and not letting whatever news could have been get, you know, to, to get me down. So that, you know, that, in, that, that helped, more than you know and, and you know for maybe for some people you tell them well a movie's what got you through it but uh, at the end of the day for me whatever it takes to get through something you find it and you, you find you really find that strength you know like like rocky says to go that extra round just to keep going that's yeah. that's the thing i think uh stacy and i have learned a great deal about by doing this podcast is by hearing everyone's um rationalizations of what gets them through the day whether whether it's it's rocky it's family whether it's their jobs whatever it is it works for us okay and and obviously everyone we have on the podcast it's basically rocky you know that's the right. thing that that helps us in this little this little neighborhood uh, of ours this bubble of ours 
and and it, it's 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 very powerful and it's frustrating um dominico when you when you hear people not give it the credibility that it you know it deserves do you ever find yourself arguing with people the value of rocky and how that they're fools for not getting it you know <laughs> i have more than probably more than i can to admit but you know what it is i've i've learned to realize is people watch rocky incorrectly mostly they watch it as a boxing movie yep. mm -hmm. and if you're watching rocky as a boxing movie you are completely completely missing the boat because yeah. rocky you can look at it as just purely a love story with boxing in the background um you can look at it from you know take it how i did this you know with your heritage and how you can overcome certain things um but mm -hmm. i think when you take the boxing out of it there's this heart in this movie that i think a lot of people miss and that when you when i tell people and they're like oh yeah you know most people you talk to they're like i've seen it with my dad or i've seen it on tv i tell them well Go back and watch it, but watch it as a love story, because that seems to be the simplest thing that resonates with people, right? You know, everyone loves you know romantic movies and love and stuff. So just go back and watch Rocky as a love love story, all six, and watch this love develop. As yeah. And and and, and uh, or I say you know watch it as a form of inspiration, right? Or I even tell them watch the movie and and learn about Sylvester Stallone's career because you can watch that movie and yeah pinpoint each movie to where he was yes. personally. So I, I guess in a sense, maybe my father was right. <laughs> it is, right. It is, you know, I, I always say you watch one, it's Stallone. You watch two, think about it. Here's a guy who just, you know, has his film win an Oscar and then he does these movies that did not take off. And now all of a sudden it's, well, what do you do? You go back to what you know and what worked, right? Mm -hmm. So and Rocky went back to boxing, Stallone went back to Rocky. And then all of a sudden, three comes out, and at that point, Stallone is seeing tremendous success. Then I always say, with with Rocky Four, it's he became so big it, it was out of this world. It was just, you know, yeah. Before was an out of this world movie. It became a little bit more far fetched. But think about his life at that time. You're the biggest star in the world. You know, right? And, yeah. His you know. life is far fetched at that point. In, yeah. Right. In, in, I often wish people could see rocky the first rocky watch just round 14 watch round mm -hmm. 14 all by itself or the fight watch the fight by itself then go back and watch the whole movie and i guarantee you it they will round 14 will mean far more to people if they watch the whole movie versus just and so my my analogy here is that it's not a boxing movie it's a love story and and the boxing works because the love story is there that yeah. love story that is he he is so vulnerable and he opens up his 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 um i guess what his his deepest thing is uh, uh his true goal is to not win not necessarily win but to be standing at the end of the fight right and so he's so vulnerable in that moment to adrian now you, we're screaming for him to get up off the canvas at round 14 because all he wants we he just told the girl of his dreams that he just wants to be standing and it, it is a love story and the boxing works because of the love. The boxing doesn't work because of the boxing or the training right. or the muscles. That's secondary. It's the love story always. Yeah. Even in two, look at two. I mean, you, you realize this is a guy who now has a baby. I, and, and take it take it out of the movie scene. Just think about it in, in real in reality for a minute. This is a yeah. guy who just had a baby, spent all his money, has a wife, 
has to pay bills. And he, at that point in round 15 in Rocky 2, he has no choice but to get up because it's the, you know, now he has another human to take care of. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like when you watch it that way, not about a guy who's trying to win a belt. Because right. it, I think if, if you watch Rocky and think Rocky's just a, a, if you watch Rocky 2 and think to yourself, well, this is a guy who's trying to win a belt, you missed the boat. Yeah. This is a guy who, had he not had a baby and, and really struggled financially, he probably wouldn't have went back into boxing. He was done. He said he yeah. was retired. This is a guy who literally was trying to get up on his feet because he knew he had a family to support. Yeah. And I think when you watch Rocky 2 that way, it, it, again it, it you, you seeing it through different eyes changes your entire perspective completely you know and um so i try to tell people that but you know it's uh i like that we're in our own little bubble i guess uh, give, of, give, of give me the numbers give me the numbers who are these people <laughs> i know i got i got joey little joey i got tony and big tony <laughs> i got a pen let me know who they are yeah we'll set these people straight all mentally irregular don't yeah. you know it's funny every single interview we've ever done there's always a moment that confirms that our guest truly truly gets it and mike when you said do you ever find yourself having to defend the movie and your answer was was that moment for me the way you said if you you have to tell people stop looking at it like a boxing movie go back and watch it as a love story go back and watch it for inspiration great answer. go back you know go back and watch it to how to deal with your family it's a template for so many moments yep um and you can sort of plug it in no matter how old you are what situation you're going through and you god you get that one yeah i mean like like yeah take me as an example how many different ways have i plugged in rocky when yeah. i was good, i plugged it in to bond with my dad and then when mm-hmm. you get a little bit older i plugged it in to see italian americans differently and then in 2012 i plugged it in for inspiration you know and you know then sometimes you plug it in because you want to see a really good love story you want to see two selfless people you know yeah. uh, so even as as fans you know how many times do we watch rocky up under different circumstances and different voids let's just say that we want to yeah. have film from, yeah. from seeing that mm-hmm. movie you know, and seeing that what, what movie did you see the most of all the Rockies? Oh, two. Yeah, two, right. Okay. <laughs> two, I two. assumed as much. I, you know, I'll tell you a funny story. When I was younger, uh, my mother said, I'm not buying you the cassettes. She goes, because you'll just sit there and watch them all the time. So she wouldn't. But every once in a while, we would go to Blockbuster, and I would convince my father to let me rent Rocky, too. And you remember years ago in Blockbuster on the side, it said, if this label's broken, you have to yeah. buy the thing. <laughs> oh, yes. So I went and like would kind of gnaw at the label with my finger and try to get it to break so that when we bought it back, they had to buy it for me. But <laughs> it, uh, it never That's worked. Funny. But, you know, I was just I think I had just commented on John, one of John Rivoli's posts. Um, now, the best part, I, I guess what I miss most when I was younger is that not knowing when it was going to be a marathon. Right. Like right. PBS and TNT do Super Rocky Saturdays. Yeah, and you didn't know about it, and all of a sudden you're flipping through, and boom! Now you know what you're doing the rest of the day. Now it's like, <laughs> you, know, you turn on, you know, any streaming thing, and if you want to watch Rocky, you watch hey. it. But I uh, like when the the grown for Stallone weekends are on, and it's yeah. a Rocky and a Rambo back to back. I can't think of anything better to just prop your feet up, trade yeah. pizza on your lap, and just 
watch Rocky and Rambo, yeah. whatever. It's the best thing in the world. I swear to God. And you, you, you're right. You know, it's on streaming, or we have the DVDs on our shelves, right? Mm-hmm. We didn't. Some, some of us probably still have VHS cassettes I, left. I still have. I, I, I still have my VHS cassette over my shoulder here. You can, <laughs> wait, there, there it is, right there. Ah, nice. yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it's it's. Uh, I, there's something about watching it when everyone else could be watching it. Now you don't know who's watching it, but. If it's on TV and people are flipping around, they're guaranteed they're stopping too, like you're stopping, like I'm stopping, like Stacy is. And it's I love that it's like a bonding thing. Because the thing with the Rockies is that we grew up with it. Every couple of years, there would be a Rocky. So we would kind of almost measure our life to mm-hmm. what where Rocky was. And we we compared it to where we were. And then we grew our hair like that. And then we started dressing like that. And then people made fun of us at school. And then that was all <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Come on back to us, honey. Sorry. Yeah. That's my story. Sorry. Yeah, I, I was part of the generation that Rocky kind of stopped. So I think, you know, me when I used to dress oh, up that's in a black right. hat and jacket. Right. I'm, 30, I'm 36. So right. Yeah. right, 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 right. I had to right. wait yeah. till Rocky Balboa to see it in the theaters for the first time. Right. Oh, that's uh, interesting. Yeah. I, I always joke around. I says, you know, in elementary school, I'll never feel it's like sixth or seventh grade. I'm like, everybody else is, you know, talking about, I don't know, Power Rangers or Pokemon. And here I am, you know, trying to convince the class trip if we can watch Rocky on the bus to the, you know, school trip. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Now, you see, that is an amazing thing to me. Uh, when you have someone who's younger, how old would you have been at that point? 10, 12, 11? Uh, which which year? So oh six, oh no oh six. I was I was twenty. You're twenty. Okay. So so but when you're 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 trying to put people like when you're on this the school bus trip, you're trying to con- literally convince them. No, Rocky, Rocky is where we got to go, right? Yeah, to, to I, watch. It, it was it was two thousand. I was uh I was fourteen. I was uh yeah I was fourteen years old. I think it was eighth grade. And we were like taking our last class trip, and then remember the teacher's like, you know, look, we're gonna find a movie to watch on, and I'm trying to convince everyone like, oh, we should watch Rocky. It's really good. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Everyone's like, no, <laughs> I don't know. Uh-huh. We'll watch Titanic instead. <laughs> a nice movie, but it ain't Rocky. Right? Okay? It ain't Rocky. Rocky yeah. <laughs> Billy Zane ain't no Italian stallion. Yeah. <laughs> no way, Stacy. What else we got? Well, thank you, Dom. Just. Gosh, you check every box. This is what I love. There's, I just love the extra heart that all of our guests bring, and and you just fit in perfectly to this bubble we have here. And when I was reading your answers, it was kind of a no brainer to invite you on because uh, you. you're clearly a fighter. Um, mm-hmm. And I just, I really enjoyed listening to you. And like you said, every little different aspect of the way it did plug into your life and how it mattered at different stages or on different topics. And I love the father son relationship. I such special memories there. So um, thank you for sharing all that. We do have two questions now as we bring things to a close, Mike, I'm going to let you ask him those things. All right. So what is the vision? Let's say you're making pizza and you're having conversations. Rocky is not on your brain. Somehow, someone gets your attention and they ask you a question about Rocky. Regardless of the question, what is the image that pops into your brain of Rocky? Is it one? Is it Rocky three? Is it Rocky Balboa, Creed, Rocky two? What's the image? Uh, it's two. And it's actually I, have, I actually just got a picture in today that I ordered. Uh, it's so funny. 
is this. Oh, oh great picture. Just I love that the, picture. The cross, the, you know, then and he's standing next to the Trans Am because, you know, as a, I relate to that. When, when I think, I, I just you. think of an everyday, everyday Italian American who just wanted to be something more than what he was supposed to be. I'll tell you what, it's interesting that you you uh, you chose that picture because I could be wrong, but I think that's the picture when he's given his car to Pauly, of course. Yeah. Uh, and it, I remember his hair winged out in the back specifically like that. And uh, it's at that moment where Rocky's at his lowest. Yeah, <laughs> he's at his lowest since before the first fight. And uh, it, it shows that struggle, that perseverance, that keep moving forward. You know, even though he's down, he doesn't stay down. And uh, I, I, I love that that picture, too. That That's pretty awesome. The second question is, you've got 30 seconds in an elevator with Sylvester Stallone. What do you say to him? Uh, thank you. Well, what else? You know, thank you. I, I would I would say thank you, and I would probably say what happened to the Trans Am in the movie. I've been trying to figure that out for 20 years. <laughs> Guy in Jersey has it. Ask him if he wants to sell it. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, think, I think it actually was it's, – it's actually rotting in a field now. Last I found, it was in the mid nineties. Somebody, uh, a, a car, a guy who had a car column in one of the Philly papers. He interviewed. He just reached out to the guy, and the guy said, "Oh yeah, this is the this is the Trans Am from Rocky too, which was a seventy nine Trans Am, I believe." Yeah, you know? seventy nine. Um, yeah, yeah. No, great, and that's that's a, a great answer to say the slide. It's a great answer. Yeah, I, I my goal in life is is uh. Definitely something on my bucket list is to buy a 79 Trans Am and drive it to Philly from from here and just That's do the all, all the little stops. Go to the right? church. Oh, that'd be great. Up. Yell yeah. up the Father Carmine. That's <laughs> that's still one of my favorite scenes of all time. It's amazing. One. It's it's yeah. amazing that 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 actor uh, again he made it into Rocky Five, but it, you know he makes the the movie so fun because he's talking in Italian. And of course, Rocky, you know he doesn't really speak Italian, but he can understand it. So I, it's yeah. just a, an adorable moment. Yeah. you know we we love him more for it. Yeah, uh, I, I love it. Don, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Really, it meant a lot. I know our, our uh, listeners are going to love hearing you. They're going to love watching this. Uh, I know I can't wait to see it again and uh, watch it all over because this is good stuff. Thank you for having me. This, this is awesome. This is, this is probably top three things I've done in my life is getting to do this. So thank oh, you my so gosh. Much. That's awesome. Wow. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> we were so happy to have you. That's thank a big you. compliment from a huge Rocky fan. Yeah. Seriously, thank you. My friend, like we always say at the end of the podcast, keep, keep punching. punching. Keep punching, guys. Take care, my friend. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, he, that's a yes. Rocky fan right there. Such he, a sweetheart. He could give a class on it. The guy gets yeah. it. Yeah. He gets it from A to Z. No, I, no doubt about it. I mean, he gets it. Yeah. I, I love that his dad didn't realize that Rocky was, you know, that Sly was an actor. <laughs> Rocky that's fantastic real. i probably would have left it alone like you know what let him let him think that why not <laughs> could you imagine going to your whole life and like if it's dad ever met sly like he'd literally think he was the heavyweight champion right retired champion that's amazing yeah he's that's amazing he's, um i just i just love our bubble i love our group we just we feel a little bit more than the rest and you know what and he's already gone but i'm going to just show this when i was going through 
This right here is rocky people. You'll end up real disappointed when you go through life thinking people have the same heart as you. There you go. I cannot tell you how many times I've said to the sensitive people of the world, those of us, yeah, all yeah. of us in the rocky bubble, if you don't understand that the average level of sensitivity, compassion is a whole lot lower than this bubble, you are going to go through life very disappointed yeah. and offended by everything. And, and you just, you just got to find your people, you very know, and, true. and every time we have a guest like him, it's like, Oh, welcome to the bubble. Another perfect match to, to the compassion and the, and the sensitivity we have here. And, um, a guy like Dom reaffirms why we do what we do. With right. That. Right. No doubt about it. That's it. By fans, mm -hmm. for fans, about fans. And that, mm -hmm. that I, I love that. I, I love that. And, and he was a, a great guest. So Dom, yeah. thanks again, my man. I appreciate that. And if I'm ever out there, I'm stopping by for some pizza. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting some pizza. I love pizza. Late. And the crust is the best part. So I was like, oh yeah. When he was talking about that, I'm like, yep, yep. you're not kidding. Exactly. So on the way out, we have a couple things. Um, Dan West out in England. I just wanted to. Great guy. Oh, love Dan West. And I, he was one of our guests. Um, I can't remember the number, but I'll put it up here. Uh, wonderful interview. He got this very, very cool thing from our favorite uh, Clever Lang, Mr. T. Hang on, watch this. Hey, Dan, Jacob, and Ava, I want you guys to know that you are my biggest fans in England. Hey, I love you. And Dan, enjoy them gloves, brother. Hey, man, because I knocked suckers out with that. I still pitying the food. Yeah, Dan had posted that. You can see it on his uh, uh, Instagram page, and I'll I'll put that up here too. But uh, he has a contact for Mr. T. Now we are making zero promises because I don't know if Mr. T will want to be paid. But he has a very specific contact that come to find out, Dan's like, because I said, oh my gosh, if we could ever get Mr. Love T. to get Clever on. Lang on the show. Oh, if we could get him on the show, it'd be amazing. And in, in um. Nikki Petito actually was able to provide me a contact, which I know you and I had talked about, you know, yeah. constructing an email before we send that off. And then Dan's like, oh, I just sent the email. I just pitched it to him right now. We're going to see what he says. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so that's crazy. Dan, if and that's, you, oh, that's insane. That's yeah. insane. If, I if mean, that worked out, Dan, you what, would uh, watching watching that right watching that uh video with you know t talking like that i'm saying to myself okay forget it's mr t for a moment just let yourself believe that it's clever lang after yeah. all this time all the clever lang is still hanging around doing whatever it is he's doing 
I remember so vividly Rocky three and the effect that I had watching Mr. T. He was brilliant as Clubber Lang. And yes. Clubber Lang is my favorite opponent of, of all yes. the opponents. He's my favorite. Mine and, too. Uh, I was uh, terrified of him. <laughs> there's something so visceral about him. Yes. And, and the way he played him was just brilliant. Stallone was so wise to not try to put T in the actor category. Right. Just like, okay, T, here's, here's the script. Here's what I want the character to say. You say what the character would say in your way. You bring that to life and you'll be acting with me and I'll be able to, we'll be able to go from there. And I, I love that. I love that. And that video, I saw that when Dan put it up, I thought it was fantastic. Fantastic. I, I, I can't imagine what he must have felt like in that moment. I guess I saw it. I, I, I know how you, that's a pretty big moment. So I'm, yeah. I'm so happy for him and his family. Yeah. So we'll see. He said, he said, if uh, the contact gives us a green light that he would introduce us to that contact to potentially move forward. But again, no promises. Cause you just don't know how that'll go down, but um, just don't know. Just don't know. And then um, our last, my last little plug on the way out uh, it, it, this releases on Thursday and then Friday is August 18th. Is um, August 18th. Yeah. Do you know what, do you know what that might be? What it that's is. They say it's my birthday. Yes. They, they say. do say it's your birthday. I know. I can't drive 55. 55. You will be driving 55. <laughs> I will be driving 55. <laughs> yes. As my mother points out, in case my dementia kicks in, I'll have to be just driving my glasses. So I don't make any mistakes. <laughs> I will be 55. August 18th. Well, it's funny. You and I were talking behind the scenes last week and you're like, you know, don't do anything. You don't have to do anything. Don't do videos. Don't do this. And I'm like, I'm sorry. That's already <laughs> underway. <laughs> That's already happening. Of course it is. And so I do have one little thing for you to watch in. It is from Tim, but it's one of his best. This was right. brilliant. So this is all for you from Tim. Exactly what are you looking for, Apollo? This is what I'm looking for. Mike Kunda. Never heard of him. Look, it's the name, man. Mike Kunda. You are quite tenacious, no doubt about it, and probably the most renowned historian on Rocky, career of that character. And I'm very grateful for that. Gotta come look at this boy you're gonna fight on TV. Looks like he means business. Yeah, yeah, I mean business too. Hey, Shirley, you got any more coffee out there?
That was pretty damn good. That Isn't was that good. You know, I I will go I will go the the uh, the George Costanza route on this. Uh, <laughs> if you <laughs> if you put everything I've done in my life into one minute video, it's decent. I've 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 done enough things in the Rocky in the Rocky world that I um I think I'm at a point now where I I'm very content. And yeah. uh, I, I, a video like that reminds me that uh, a lot of a lot of years went into this. And you're yeah. <laughs> at 55 and I'm still loving these these um, this Rocky character more than I think uh, I ever have. And yeah. uh, that, that was a great video. And it was it was good. So I didn't even know some of the people in those videos. I was at the steps with a couple of people taking pictures. The lady mm-hmm. was going to tell me it was like a, I didn't even I didn't even recall. I don't recall yeah. who, who those were, but it, it was. I don't know where he got some of those videos from, but they look great. I, I really thought that was well done. Thank yeah. you, my friend. I appreciate that. Yeah. No, he did a great job. And I just want to say happy birthday to you. And I want to thank, thank you, you for doing this with me. I I am very grateful for your friendship. You've been, mm-hmm. been a lot of fun. And you've called when you know I've been down. And, and outside of all the Rocky stuff, you've, you've been a true friend to me. And I just, I do hope you have a very, very nice birthday tomorrow with Sue and your family. And and I'm so grateful for the time that you spend doing this because you bring Rocky to us and you bring Sly to us. And I hear it every day, how grateful people are for that. And I just, we all wish you a very, very happy birthday because you make Thank it, you. you make it attainable. And um, I'm just, I'm grateful that I get to do it with you. So I, I'm, I feel very lucky. So do have a happy uh, well, birthday tomorrow. <laughs> I will. And likewise, likewise, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be this. I wouldn't be here without you doing this podcast. Aww. So thank you. There is no other co-host I would I would feel Aww. comfortable doing this with. So that thank that's you. a fact, Jack. No doubt about it. And thank you for all the kind things and um, all your brilliance. I mean, the Rocky Files is the Rocky Files because of of um, you know your your <laughs> thought to talk to me about it. That it happened because of you. So thank you, thank you, yeah. and thank you, yeah. everybody out there that's watching us and appreciates what we do. Um, yeah. it's rare I get at a loss for words, but I don't really know what to say after that video. That that video is very, very touching. It was very, yeah. very good. So we better get yeah. out of here before I start yeah. to babble and cry any worse than I have already. So where can people find you, Michael? Well, they can find me over at TikTok at the, the Yo Philly Film Tour. They can find me at Instagram at the Yo Philly Film Tour. And uh, also, I wrote a little book called Cue the Rocky Music. Uh, there you go. It's not bad. It's a, a good spider killer. And uh, there's a little movie, uh, a little documentary about my life called The Pretender uh, by Jim Toscano. You can find it wherever things are streaming, uh, specifically on Amazon Prime. How about you, my friend? People can find me at Had Me at Yo on Instagram as well as The Rocky Files and on Facebook at The Rocky Files Podcast. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Have a great happy birthday tomorrow, my friend. Thank you. I will. I'm planning on it. Not too awesome. much cake, not too much booze. <laughs> Until then, keep punching, keep my punching. friend. Keep <laughs> punching. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.